1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland's playoff against Israel won't take place in June After UEFA cancelled all games for the foreseeable future Celtic, Hearts and Hamilton amongst the clubs Beginning to furlough workers as the shutdown continues And players and clubs continue to do their bit to help their local communities I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy yeah, was it day 11 uh, in lockdown? I'm losing track of the day, I don't know. Wake up in the yeah. morning and you have to remind yourself uh, what day it is because everybody's routines are just non-existent at the moment. But hopefully we'll get through it. We'll uh, there'll be a few weeks to go, I think, Gordon, but we'll get through it. And the football's keeping us going. All sorts of different news, as you said there. One of the main stories of today is Scotland-Israel certainly not taking place anytime soon. And it's now a case of UEFA, along with FIFA, trying to work in a calendar that allows them to get their European games played as well. We get a, you know, a solution to where we are domestically uh, to moving forward. But like I've said, and I've said for the past couple of weeks, I don't think we're in a rush at the moment to do end. We'll still get a bit of time on our side, but come the end of that's us in April now. Come the end of April, first week in May, I think one way or another. Decisions have to be made So we can move forward Jim Duffy Just to give us an idea Of the insight Anything changed at all At the Martin for instance Or from your perspective Yeah the players have been uh, And the staff Myself included I've been asked to Take the, the, the furlough situation as well I don't know what you would call it Furlough um, yeah, The government scheme letter, yeah. you know, um, So yeah That's been a letter sent in, in, Or an email initially sent And then the letter will be following it For the players to agree To accept um, You know The conditions of, of, of that and again, as I said, I think that's something that clubs and, and all businesses are having to do to try and keep themselves afloat and keep themselves going. And the matter's no different. So from that perspective, Gordon, yeah, the, our club have uh, initiated that and uh, that'll be put in process over the next few days. Right, it's 01419511025 to get in touch with the guys in the studio. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. And the way you can get in touch tonight is as follows. A bit of history for you today. Here's your history lesson to kick things off. 50 years to the day... Since the Battle of Britain Leeds against Celtic At Elland Road Celtic won by a goal to nil Then came back up the road to Hamden Finished the job off In the 1970 European Cup It's gone down as one of the most famous battles of Britain That we've ever had So we thought we'd get your memories Either of that game Or of the ones that have followed What about Rangers Leeds In the 90s I know Rangers and Celtic Have both come up against Man United In the Champions League Celtic played a couple Of British sides I think On the way to Seville And I'm sure There are some gems out there That I've not even thought of So on the 50th anniversary Of the Battle of Britain Between Leeds and Celtic Give us your Battle of Britain memories Were you there? Can you remember watching them On TV? Maybe there's something special About the the build up to the game Or you took the trip Or you went with your family Whatever it may be Give us your Favourite battles of Britain On the 50th anniversary Of Celtic and Leeds Well Leeds and Celtic I should say 50 years ago today Jim Duffy tells me he was there On the return leg We'll get to that in just a second But we really are looking for you To get involved What are the memorable battles of Britain What ones stand out 01419511025 We'll let that bubble away for a couple of minutes um, And let's visit some of today's footballing headlines Because again there are Some uh, the, the first one if you like would be that Scotland's Euro 2020 playoff has been postponed indefinitely Now, I don't expect everyone to sit at home and say Wow, I didn't see that coming that, That's not the purpose of this I think many people uh, find that quite predictable But we do now have confirmation UEFA members 
communicated today It would have been a conference call uh, I would imagine all 53 national associations To discuss the impact and the shutdown And the decision was taken to postpone All the currently scheduled matches So that takes a lot into account It includes the Women's Euro 2021 qualifiers The Champions League and Europa League Both remain suspended until further notice And significantly for us Scotland were still due This morning they were still due to take on Israel in June That will now not go ahead Yeah I mean, not, it's exactly surprising, isn't no, it? it's no great surprise. And you know, I think the easy thing to do would be to to slam UF and all that. You know, but listen, they let everybody out. Everything's guesswork, and they and they can't dive into anything because we don't know. I mean, yeah, we are taking it a day at a time, or we're taking it possibly three weeks at a time until we know we're out of lockdown. But it's not just about what happens in Scotland and the UK. It's other countries. You know, they all need to be back to good health, back to moving about um, again. And who knows when that's going to be? I mean, some of the the medical experts are saying, you know, prepare for life not being a, a normal routine as we know until October, yeah. possibly November. So, you know, football, we want the football back as quick as possible, but we just mm. don't know, Gordon. If we got it back, I think if I've got any semblance of football as we know it, at any point during June, kicking off again, I think we'll be doing really well. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the difficulty, and, and amongst everything else, is that, um, you know, each country has been affected at different times. Yeah. The severity has been different times with the virus. So therefore, you know, we've seen it, you know, sadly, uh, you know, to, to, to the levels it's went in Italy and Spain and it's now creeping up in this country. So everyone's at different times. So, you know, UEFA have to look at the, everything, you know, as a whole rather than each individual country. And from our perspective and, and, and you know, from the Scotland's pers- uh, perspective, um, then th- there was no chance uh, that Gordon I don't as you say there was no surprise I mean there's, there's Wimbledon being called off today for the first time uh, I think you know, the war, war, thing, yeah. you know? so therefore it's um, you know there, there, there are events now that uh, you know way way beyond what we, yeah. we were hoping for mm-hmm. but everyone was talking about May and June and things mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen and, and and sadly we just have to accept that and um, you know grit our teeth and the most important thing is, as Matt was saying is it's going to be tough enough just just to get back to a normal daily working yeah. life without the football side of it getting further down the line. I know people are looking for clues and, and hints here and there. I noticed that Sky Sports also reported um, on, on Twitter, or one of the reporters did, uh, that not one association out of the 53, not one raised cancelling the season. Every... You know, European football as a whole still wants to finish this season. Yeah. Just in case anyone's in any doubt, that's not me saying it's going to happen. Mm. I have no idea if it's possible, and I completely sympathise with everyone who listens to that and thinks no chance. But but that's where we're at. Of course, that comes with the caveat of only when safe to do so. Mm-hmm. But but that's still the hope. I, I think uh, you know until it can't be done, that's got to be when football starts starts back. Uh, that's got to be the priority. Can we find a way of finishing the current season? That's got to be the first objective. That Until you find at. out that you can't. And if you can, okay, you can't. But you've got to start off yeah. with that mindset. Let's finish the season. Let's I, I think promotion, relegation, to, European places. I think it will, Matt, because, I mean, listen, <laughs> take, take football aside, it, it's, 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 it's getting back to work again. And eventually, you know, the government are going to have to get people back to work because it's impossible to sustain what we're doing for forever. You know, I mean, even a month or two or whatever it happens to be, eventually they're going to have to say, okay, People will have to, even if it's slowly, and football will be part of that employment again. So even slowly, they'll integrate us back in again. So I'll definitely come back. I think this season, I think we will finish it. But obviously, again, everyone throws dates at it. I think it'll be further further away yeah. than we think. That. 
Uh, the other thing today is we're now really starting to see this hit home. I know we, we have already, Jim. In fact, last week I think you were able to tell us about Dumbarton and various other clubs. Celtic, Hearts, Hamilton, Dundee United, Montrose all today announcing plans which will see staff placed on furlough mm-hmm. uh, using the government's job retention scheme. There are some subtle differences. I don't really know that it matters too much, mm-hmm. to be honest, about the detail. I'll try and, and, and sort of skim over. Celtic have said they will pay... The, this is for non-playing staff mm-hmm. at Celtic. Yeah. So they will, they will pay 100% of the wage down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, for the other clubs, some of it is... Slightly different Hamilton Aki's Have furloughed their entire Playing squad mm-hmm. On full pay Aki's chairman Alan Maitland Making the point that The £2,500 You know mm-hmm. Amount set by the government Or 80% Actually covers most of the wages mm-hmm. At Hamilton That's yeah. different The bigger the club yeah. you are the, the further away obviously uh, You are from that Dundee United um, As well Managing director Mal Brannigan Issuing a statement today All employees Across all departments Furloughed with a skeleton staff Remaining uh, Montrose also staff and players, so I don't. Again, I don't think anyone's in any doubt about this, but it's it's, it's starting to hit home at clubs from all ends of of our food chain, if you like, from Celtic at the top to Montrose, who would be one of the smaller clubs to the SFA um, yeah. as well and an SPFL. And one thing I would say now, Gordon, with this in mind, what's happening on a daily basis up here and down the road? There's the Celtic doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you now people now think of what Ann Budge decided to do two weeks ago? Yeah, <laughs> you know, was she was she ahead of was she ahead of the game yeah. actually? You know, well the thing is, um, you know, listen, when a club at Celtic, even if it's for for different staff, and and, and you know, they, they use the the facility and that the government have put in place, then it tells you that uh, you know, I think just about everyone will do it. I I I just think this is you know, you said you mentioned half a dozen clubs there. Gordon, there'll be more and more, and now everyone's looking mm-hmm. into it. Some clubs would have liked to have said, "Listen, we can we can continue this," but the vast vast majority, if not all, will go down that route eventually. Right, here's the way you can get involved. Like we said a couple of minutes ago, it is 50 years to the day since Celtic and Leeds clashed in the Battle of Britain. It was two legs, of course. The first one at Elland Road 50 years ago today, and then fast forward a couple of weeks. Back up the road to Hamden uh, Where Celtic finished off the job So the way you can get involved Is we're looking for your Favourite battles of Britain There have been loads over the years Some famous ones And ideally Looking for some of the hidden gems as well Maybe the ones that you were at And we've forgotten about 0141 951 1025 Now I'm delighted to say To kick us off We're joined on the phone By a man who knows about this game A lot better than we do Uh, David Hay joins us on the phone David thank you so much For taking the time How are you? Fine, thanks, yeah. yeah. Hello, Jim. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Hi, David. Good to hear you. It is good to hear from you, David. Um, the only way to kick it off, really, is to say 50 years and apologise for making you feel so old. Does it seem <laughs> like it was 50 years ago? Well, now that you say it, I... <laughs> no, to be honest, but you can, you can remember it because it was a, it was a, it was a massive game. The first leg and uh, went down there and Big George scored early doors. It was an evenly balanced game, you know, because you look at the players on both sides, all falling at a nationalist. Big Celtic support then, as was normal in those days. And uh, we played well and probably just about deserved the victory, you know. I was playing right back in those days and I broke into the team and was up against Eddie Gray, you know, a formidable player and that. But yeah, we were still at a nationalist and then they got to play the nationalist scene with Billy Bremner, midfield partner, there was Peter Lorimer and David Harvey, who came on for Gary Sprake in the second leg at Hamden and Sprake got injured. So, yeah, no, fond memories of that game, but especially the game at Hamden, which you say is two weeks down the road. Just what was it 
like the, the magnitude of it because you you guys would have played in a lot of big games, but to, to then come up against you know one of the biggest teams from from south of the border and that that battle of Britain feel about it. Just how big did it feel to be a part yeah, of it at the time? I don't know. I think uh, probably the English press had been favourites, you know, didn't it? But we were into the game, and, and that te- that team was highly confident of beating them. Unfortunately, we got the final. wasn't the case, but uh, no, we the game. Highly confident, you know. You, the team you had was, you know, a lot of special players. Still, some of the lines there, and I managed to break through in that. But the mid, midfield particular that night was exceptionally good. It was, we played with three in the midfield. There was Bobby Murdoch, George Connolly, and Bertie. Ben Wee Jimmy was sensational. But it was even better at Hamden, you know. But so it was an all-round good team performance. We defended well as well, and. Uh, up against a top class team, Davis. See, see when in that time, obviously Leeds yeah. were, you know, uh, you know that, that the great Leeds teams. You say, but even now you can mean with Paul Rainey and you know Terry yeah. Cooper and all these kind of guys. Billy, but all the guys you mentioned, do you do you think that you know just because of the way maybe even now the English press sometimes just you know put them in a pedestal? Did you think they went into that game particularly down at Leeds, just believing that they were better than Celtic and that they would win mm-hmm. the game? No, I think through the press, yeah, definitely, Mm. Jim, I agree with you there. But I don't necessarily think the Leeds player, no other they got to them, the reason I don't know, but I think there was enough of the Scottish players knew some of this kind of Celtic players at national duty, and some, like like uh, Jack Charlton, they put against Scotland, Scotland the first team to beat them after they won the World Cup. So, no, I don't think, and Don Revy definitely would have been this, because he had a high regard for... Big York and Celtic, but I think the press definitely they built up that uh, there was only going to be one winner. But we never for a moment thought that, Jim. You know, because yeah, they won. I think uh, the, the year after Celtic won the European Cup, they didn't win the, well, the first cup, which is now the UEFA so, Cup yeah, around Europe. Yeah, like, the year right, later, sixty-eight, right, yeah, I think. Yeah, so yeah. they had that. They had a fantastic side. I mean, obviously, it's like in an era. I, I was a younger, but I can remember you know all the teams in the Celtic team, the Leeds team, and I just think that uh, when you have these games, particularly I think in England. You know, when they go down there, I mean, many, many years later when Rangers went down there, I think it was a very similar sort of mentality. Yeah. It just seems to be as if, oh, they're going to get in there, you know, the English team are going to win. Mm-hmm. And and as, as David says, your team, David, was just blessed with phenomenal talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you go through them all, right? that team that night would be Evan, Marcel, Tommy, uh, Big Billy and Jim Brown, sound defender, the three of them I mentioned. And then... Up front there was the Jimmy and Bobby and it was either Westmere or Big Yogi started kind of yeah, I think. So the caliber player you know, almost everyone was an international so it was the same in their team as you you said you had Paul Mayley, Jack Shallon, Norman Hunter, Terry Cooper, mm-hmm. your midfield duo of Billy Bremner and Johnny, Johnny Giles. Giles. Don't yeah. come much better than that. Yeah. And then the Lorimer, Peter Lorimer, Mary Gray and was uh, it Mick Jones? Mick Jones and yeah. Clark, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, Bertie Bert gave him a wee knock in the second leg, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> <laughs> Bertie. And, and just looking back as well, when I mean, you mentioned going ahead early doors, David, was it 40 seconds? Was it as early as that? Yeah, that's, that's well, the, I didn't realise it was just as early as that, but it was George that scored. I don't know if it took a deflection or something, I'm not 100% sure. So we had to defend well at times. It was just because they were a talented team, but we, it was a, for a European thing, it was an open game and I think that was because of the Battle of Britain aspect it, you know it wasn't mm-hmm. there like a wee leg we went and just sat in and defended you know we defended when we had to and defended well but we, we took the game to Leeds as well uh, as much as they took it to us you know Did they manage to 
provide any sort of hostile atmosphere for you I mean you can't help but notice when you come back to Hamden I think the crowd is three times as big as it was at Ellen Road and, and that's obviously the one that sticks out for everyone 136,000 yeah, I think I it's still a, been, yeah, yeah exactly what, what was it like at Ellen Road then I'm saying this as if 46,000 isn't a lot of course <laughs> it is but you know just in comparison no no but what happened is Ryan won him there's a big Celtic support and you know Celtic fans you get ticket elsewhere <laughs> so the difference for us doing there we had the back in the Celtic okay it's still a majority of Leeds fans but at Hamden I ain't been lucky with a dozen Leeds fans I don't know but it seemed and I was talking to someone else about that recently and I'm going on to second leg here a bit. When they scored, it's a silence you could hear. It was some goal we barely scored right enough. But at least now with the Celtic fan backing us and I think scoring that goal uh, lifted them as much as it lifted us, you know. David, can I ask, because you, we kind of get this impression that Celtic play the Celtic way if you want to call it just go and attack and they, seeing that particular game away from home in the first leg d- was Jock more tactical did they did yeah. they say to yourselves listen obviously you scored early but what I'm saying is did they actually say before the game listen we're going to sit here and keep it tight and make it difficult and try and get the you know get them back to, to Scotland I, I want to say maybe so that they, stressing important to defending well as right. a unit you know what I mean right. but, but, but the important thing Jim is we in midfield against us two exception midfield players mm. And the, the thing is, in the European games, still to this day, and you probably hear managers saying that, Brendan Rodgers said that, Neil Lennon said, be brave on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, that team were brave, except for whatever you want to call it. So we, we, we didn't go away, kind of sitting in actually just going, but we, we went aware that we would need to defend well. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, I think the secret was we were good on the ball when we had it, Jim, you know what I mean? So there was periods where we dominated play. And that takes an edge away from the opposition, John, you know. David, really appreciating you taking the time to reminisce with us. You take care. I I take it Mark wasn't born then, no. How you doing, David? All right. <laughs> all right. He probably wasn't. How are you? You keep moving. All right. Aye. And sorry I couldn't make John Hartson. I know that you, you weren't that. You put it in there, but I couldn't possibly couldn't make it. And no, listen, I know that. I know. And as long as you're keeping well, that's the main thing, David. Glad to hear it. Good stuff, David. Hey, thank right. you so much uh, for joining us. You, you, what's your date of birth? Have you? Oof. How close? Uh, just uh, no. nearly born. Nearly, nearly. born. Nearly. Uh, Jim, you were there. Yes. As a the second leg. What year old? Yeah, I was about ten. Um, and do you remember? It? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, just, so like, why was it? Why was it Hamden? No, say like, I, I think Celtic was getting was getting renovated. Was it? Yeah, renovated. Okay. But I, I can remember um, quite vividly. But it's one of those ones where over the years, you, I mean, there's the only the odd game that I can remember that way. But the, the return leg, and the, partly it was because my dad used to work away when I was when I was young, so my uncle took me to the game, uh, and you know, I, I can. Oh, I think honestly, if someone walked me up. They say obviously now it's all seats, but then it was just terracing. I could pretty much get within a, a a few yards. I think where I was, you know, actually where I was kind of sitting at the barriers, and obviously one hundred thirty six thousand people, absolutely packed into Hamden. Um, it was just the atmosphere, and again when Billy Brenner scored that that goal, you know, he smashed it in the top corner. But the the, the thing about winning the game, but as Davy alluded to there, everybody that was at that game and will stay in my memory forever was the performance of Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. He absolutely terrorised Terry Cooper Who was then the England number one left back And um, if that was a game nowadays You know, people would be You know, talking about uh, Jimmy And, you know, moving to all these clubs And monies and fortunes and that stuff Because that's the way it did But then 
it was almost just like, well, listen, that that just shows you how good a yeah. player he is, and it was just a, it was a phenomenal day, uh, sorry, occasion. But for Scottish football, it was brilliant, and it's and it, it kind of saddens me a wee bit that Celtic got to a European Cup final that year, and, yeah. and it's it's literally almost forgotten about in times. Yeah. Taken for granted, yeah, it's almost. almost like within three years they won one and got to the final, and, and, and Milan and, against Feyenoord. Yeah, yeah, and almost yeah. like kind of brushed under as if as if you know guys like Davy He and all these kind of guys, Jim Brogan, all these other guys. It's a phenomenal yeah. achievement to get there, and I think mm. hopefully. With years to come It'll be remembered fondly I think it was just at Hamden Because they wanted to fit more people in I well, think possibly, I think it was as simple possibly. as that But anyway That's just the launch pad for us tonight I want a couple of things from you If you would be so kind to oblige us We want your memories Of Leeds Celtic Celtic Leeds if you've got them The first battle of Britain if you like But what are all the others What about you Rangers fans Rangers Leeds The same opposition Early 90s You must have some memories of that Were you there Do you remember watching it Share your thoughts with us I know both sides have taken on Man United in the Champions League Celtic have faced Liverpool A couple of times There was Blackburn as well uh, Aberdeen a couple of Aberdeen Burnley yeah. A couple of seasons ago We had Hearts Liverpool They're all in there So why not get in touch And share your memories 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on the 50th anniversary of the Battle of Britain, Leeds against Celtic, the second leg of course in a couple of weeks time, if you like the anniversary of that, so we're asking you for all your Battle of Britain memories, and the more obscure the better, see if you can come on and produce one that we've completely forgotten about, extra brownie points, but if you've got good memories of the, the famous ones, we'd love to have them as well, let's kick off with Alistair, who's a Rangers fan from Corker Hill, what have you got for us Alistair? Uh, good evening, Gordon, Jim and Mark. Hi, I'll, I'll say asking. one of the more, the, the more ones that you might have forgot about. Rangers actually played Wolves on the road to get into the Cup Winners' Cup mm-hmm. final 1960-61, beat them 3-1 at Ibrox and drew one each at Molyneux. But the game I was going to say myself was against Leeds United at Ibrox in 92 in the European Cup. We'd already played them before as well in the First Cities Cup in 67-68. There was 52,000 at Ellen Road, but there was 43,000 watching the closed circuit at Ibrox that night. But the 2-1 game, Gary McAllister scored in the first 90 seconds, and the place just went silent. You could have heard a pin drop. Then uh, John Lukic made an error that would have made Peter McCloy look like Lev Yashin when he <laughs> threw the ball into the net for the equaliser. Then McCoy scored just before half-time, and Bedlam broke out. The atmosphere was absolutely tremendous that night. Mark, you'll remember that one, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that was uh, a special one. And then getting through down at Ellen Road, uh, Alice, I think the, uh, the, you know, Walter Smith and the will tell the story now of Sir Alec Ferguson getting to to cheer and uh, applaud the, the Rangers players at, at full time because he was just delighted. You were saying, Jim, how the English just, you're written off. Yeah. And uh, Alec Ferguson obviously leads with the big rivals of Man United. Howard Wilkinson was the manager and Alec Ferguson was, was as delighted as anybody else, a Scottish team, and go down to England. Uh, and knocked out the uh, the champions of England, so it was uh, it was a thrilling game, great atmosphere, and um, you know it just shows again the calibre of the team that Rangers had. But I think not just the team. I think they probably would admit themselves your your Durant's and your McCoys and your Hatleys, Richard Goffs, Walter Smith, actually not so the guy. It was a character and spirit. That they, that they had, you know, Aye. just as much as the talent, Jim. Do you agree with that? The, the, for me, the, the big, the big difference in that era, not not just the quality of the player, was the mental belief, mm. the, the the belief that they were going to go there and win that game. 
and nothing fazed them. And you know that was a group of players, and you know Coyce will tell you, and Mike Martin will tell you on his career when you when you're with them. You know they they, they enjoyed themselves, you oh, know, like. on and off the pitch. But they were a real team, a real team it, it, mentality, strong, winning mentality, no fear in them, and no, no matter how they played. And I think that type of game, Alistair was talking about. You know when when a, a team, if you want to call it, you know nowadays, I'm not just talking about the current Rangers team. I'm just talking about in general. Gary McAllister scores that goal early on. Kind of might might not be stuffing it a lot of teams. Mm. No, that team, mm. that team had real. Mm. Drive and personality about them, and there was there was no way they would capitulate. And as Mark says, uh, then they, they went on to, to to win the game, and 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 deservedly so. And again, I, I remember that that time, Rangers were totally written off, mm-hmm. totally written off. Rangers were a right good yeah. team to be fair, but because right they were the last, I think, um, team before the uh, the Premiership, one of the last English manager, yeah, Howard Robertson, to right. win the, the right. Premier the top, the, flight, yeah. the top mm-hmm. flight league before the Premiership uh, evolved in '92. So, uh, no, it was a, a, a fantastic, uh, as I said, team, team not not just in terms of ability, but in terms of mentality uh, and, and and strong characters in that team. Alistair, did you say you you were at the game at Ibrox? I was at the game at Ibrox. And then you watched the away game Gordon. at Ibrox. Yeah, I couldn't get down because there's only certain Rangers supporters guy, one well-known Rangers fan paid 5000 for an executive box. There was a ban on the away fans for the two games. But at Ibrox, when McAllister scored, there was five or six Leeds fans sitting up in the corner between the old Celtic end at the junction of the main stand just below the enclosure. And a little off a screen when Leeds scored and some Rangers supporters were bad enough to shout at the stewards and go to them tip to unfortunately. <laughs> and around before, Jim, you were in the ice, remember seeing you come out after the Copenhagen game yeah. that same season. Yeah. And uh, I say to you, we didn't watch a good team, team tonight, Jim, and you just went, aye. <laughs> but, well, uh, I, I was right, I used to love going to all the games. I mean, before, I went to loads of the games, didn't matter where it was to me, but uh, at that particular time, you know, as I mentioned, I knew I was quite friendly with some of the, the Rangers guys um, and you know and, and again as I said you know obviously Coyce, John Brown Mark Hitler, all these kind of guys and uh, you know so when when there was games on to me uh, it was brilliant I just love European games anyway I think there's a whole different atmosphere about the games and I think when you've got a team who are capable of winning that's the other thing you know you, when you go to a game thinking we can win this game You know mm-hmm. Scottish team can win this game yeah. So for for about 20 years after that That didn't happen very often Believe me uh, Alistair was it Was it Eric Cantona That scored Leeds Goal uh, Down at Elm Road It was yeah, uh, yeah. Haley scored the Early doors By cracking half Volley from way out Then he put A lovely Crossover for Ali McCoy For the second goal And Cantona Pulled one back He actually nearly Scored again Gordon pulled One of the Saves that broke poor Tommy Burns' heart to Cantona just after it, and then I could relax as he's in the locks in after he saved it. Again, and it's a different era, but we, we spoke about the strength of the Leeds team in 1970. But again, to go that one at the early 90s, the names Gary McAllister, Eric Cantona, and there would have been loads, you know, oh, every yeah, one yeah. of them. Household. Oh, John, John, as you say, John Lukic uh, was a goalkeeper. I'm sure it would have been your, your Tony, Tony Darigo's Gary Speed. Uh, would have been yeah, playing um, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bum 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 bum. Would have been the two set of half. Strachan was playing actually. Gordon Strachan would have been played. Um, yeah, was it big, 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 was it David Weatherall was the set of half at, at that time. Out, but aye, they, they, names, they, they, they had uh, a proper team and a manager. You know, best Englishman in the business at that time, mm-hmm. um, Howard Wilkinson. So it was a, a, a major 
Achievement by Rangers Alistair you've got some memory Not only recalling the game But the fact that you met Jim Duffy Outside Ibrox in no. the round before I like that That's, that's incredible attention to detail Thank you very much Alistair In Corker Hill Let's move on to Paul Who is from Kirkintillic What stands out for you Paul If we're talking you know Battles of Britain Big moments between um, The sides What stands out for you? Hey hi Gordon Hi Mark Hi John Hi Paul How are you doing? Uh, <clears throat> my a bide in memory my favourite game now. I wasn't at the Barcelona game uh, I know it's nothing to do with the Battle of Britain but I think it might have been babies being born or something but I wasn't at that so my uh, favourite Battle of Britain game is the, the, the night that Nakamura mm-hmm. took, uh, smashed the free kick in mm-hmm. against Manchester United mm-hmm. now I've said before I'm not particularly patriotic but I absolutely love 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 Beating English teams for the whole arrogance thing. Uh, oh, I absolutely love it. And that was just the icing the cake that night. My big abandoned memory of the night was that uh, Man United got awarded the usual kind of dodgy penalty. Uh, and just before Saha went to take the penalty, Neil Lynn kicked the ball away and he got booked. Now, I can't even remember seeing this in any of the highlights. When Neil Lennon went back, for Saha to take the penalty Gary Neville says He's missing us His bottles crashed And it did <laughs> Yeah I mean If you're uh, If you're talking about Standout moments I mean Nakamura's free kick yeah, Against Van der Sar Because there's a There's a few Aspects to In any game At any level You know that type of finish Is outstanding You know it's one of those mm-hmm. Elite level free kicks Isn't it Where you're struggling yeah. To see much better But then to do it In a game like that The circumstances And then as Paul mentions That that battle of Britain feel It's Man United as well In an era when they still had that That aura about them I think that was uh, I can't remember Paul Was that the first time as well That Celtic got into the last 16 Of the Champions League League, In the knockout stages That that night Um, So that was special And I mentioned Alex Ferguson's delight Mm. When Rangers beat Leeds You know a Scottish team and, And you know His delight for Walter Smith And stuff like that Equally that night uh, I do know as well That he was raging Because there was no love lost At that period Between Sir Alex And, and Gordon Strachan <laughs> And the fact that he lost uh, On a European night At Parkhead To Gordon Strachan's team He let his players know It wasn't like they were Coming up for a jolly um, You know they, they, they came up And he was absolutely He was fizzing um, About that one But yeah That was another uh, Great night As you say that, that Nakamura Was a special player Delivered in, in big moments And it didn't come Much bigger than that yeah. I think when you you look back at that And you see that free kick It's one of those ones When somebody's lining up For a free kick You're thinking No, no from there He's not going to score from there You'll get the odd you know, but, but you just think No, but the execution the, You know, as you say Gordon The magnitude of the game You know, what it meant You know, against Man U Who were Still one of the uh, Still the best team Really in, in England And had that You know Had the best manager In the world And uh, uh, Alex Ferguson Sir Alex Ferguson So for, for everything Again And again Just that atmosphere Get, get back to that atmosphere As mentioned All of those Fantastic games Just create that Special atmosphere Between The fans And the team There's a unity there That just uh, You know lives, lives in the memory As it did for Paul And Paul I wonder if that Penalty save I mean that must be right up there in terms of your your all time penalty saves because again circumstances it was, it was the last minute wasn't it certainly late very late in the game it was, yeah. late, it was late in the game oh, it was brilliant and I don't know it's just one of these I, I don't know I didn't actually think they were going to score uh, when Neil Lennon kicked the ball away I, I, I believe that's what stopped them scoring uh, because again the pressure is on 
the English team, there's so much dirt in the Scottish teams, we did a Scottish team. And actually, Nakamura had scored down at Old Trafford in the first leg, that was a return leg. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were, I'm not that arrogant, but this, uh, the wee Nakamura was different class, really, and he's still different class when you see me now, but uh, love it, love beating an English team. Absolutely loved it I mean look at that Man United team as well This is what you always do To put it into some context Van der Sar is the keeper That can't get to that Neville, Ferdinand, Vidic I mean as far as Three out of a back four go You can't get much better than that um, Carrick, Scholes, Giggs A certain Cristiano Ronaldo And uh, Wayne Rooney And I mean Celtic Celtic kind of showboating Who scored Celtic's goal? The other goal Was it 2-1 to Celtic that night? 1-0 Or was it just 1-0? Yeah 1-0 yeah. Right, okay. um, Celtic sort of showboating Didn't even need to bring on Mark Wilson from the bench To, to, to add a, an extra gloss but to it still so. got the bonus <laughs> <laughs> And Ronaldo got his shot Ronaldo got me well ah, yeah, yeah, That's good anyway. shot, That would delight you be delighted about that Yeah that would be the, I was just thinking that Man United would have <laughs> gone on To win that to win the Champions League Was it two seasons later Chelsea? Was it 2008 oh. They won So this was 2006 So that pretty much yeah. The same core it's of that team Goes on season. goes on to win it Aye. Oh, well, You look at that team And that's That's the mainstay Of a, a Man United team That dominated For six, seven, yeah. eight years Down the road for sure Paul good memories Thank you very much 01419511025 What are your favourite Battles of Britain We've had Rangers Leeds We've obviously had Celtic Leeds Because it's the anniversary We've had Celtic Man United What about that run to Seville There was a few in there And what about you Non-old firm fans I know you've all had some Over the years uh, So why not get in touch 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Are here asking for Your Battles of Britain Memories And some brilliant ones You never disappoint When we do this You've all got memories That just <laughs> overwhelm me I can't believe how Well you can recall These things Loads coming in we were, The reason we're asking Is 50 years Since the original Since Leeds against Celtic And we've had Rangers Against Leeds as well Celtic Man United Nakamura um, There must be more There must be loads more That we've not even Scratched the surface with We are on Twitter as well As the phones um, and again, that, that one leads in, in Rangers is, is sticking out quite a lot. John says, 92-2-1 win at Ellen Road. Wonder strike, Haitley equaliser uh, by Canton. Up pops Super Alley to get the winner. What a run in Europe followed. Governor Walker says, Rangers leads at Ibrox in 92. Wasn't on TV in Scotland, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, that night, our pub ran two supporters' buses, one to Ibrox and one to Moffat to pick up the English TV signal when the game was on. <laughs> right, right. Uh, great night, he says. And Jim, you mentioned in the one that, that kicked us off um, the leads against Celtic. In fact, I'm going to find that. I've just lost it. Someone sent a great quote um, about Jimmy Johnson's performance that night, and I will find it, but I've lost it. Let's go back to the phones and speak to Craig in York Hill. What have you got, Craig? What springs to mind? Hi guys, uh, okay. in 2003 um, we Celtic got to um, Seville for the final mm-hmm. and uh, we played Liverpool um, one each from the first leg at Parkhead and um, I managed to go down to Anfield for the same leg mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately I never got a ticket for the Celtic end, but I ended up in the cop that night oh dear. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can imagine I had to be rather quiet at uh, both the goals you may remember Alan Thompson scored a free kick just before half time mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, I just discreetly made myself um, over to the to the pie stall and just stood in a corner and mind my own business. And, uh, <laughs> these uh, Liverpool fans started talking to me and complaining about how rubbish that goal was. <laughs> I just had to keep my mouth shut and um, head back to my, um, my seat. 
And then you may remember um, John Hartson mm-hmm. scored a, a screamer of a, of a second goal as well. And um, there was a Liverpool fan next to me who was about the size of a bouncer. And um, when John Hartson scored that uh, screamer of a goal, um, I literally had to just leave the ground as my uh, two friends next to me who were enjoying themselves, I must say, uh, started celebrating and we nearly got um, through the ground. But uh, it was quite a memorable night um, on, our, on the road to Seville. I think you've just inspired another topic for the show When you went behind enemy lines I can see it now because that's that's a good one to kick us off And as as Craig said I think we're around the time of the anniversaries Of these games obviously because yeah. the, the The latter stages of European competition John Hartson's goal Aye. Yeah yeah. I was, I was fortunate enough to be at Anfield As well that night Craig uh, uh, Working and um, I, I might have been in Co-coms for Radio Clyde That's that night too certainly for the Sunday Mail But um, aye I mean too Great goals, Alan Thompson as well, and and I think you know it's, it's still in Petrov. Um, told the story. It, it was him, Neil Lennon, and Paul Lambert, like in a three central mid fielders that night up against Stephen Gerrard. Uh, who was it? Stephen Gerrard. Spanish who small. Spanish Alonso game. maybe. No, it was Alonso. Alonso no, was it before I, him? I think it was. Uh, I, I can see him small, smaller than that well, kid. Whoever the, 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 the Patrick, I don't know if Patrick Berger might have been yeah, yeah, in yeah. that kind of role. Anyway, whatever it was, I don't know if you can look up with you or not. But anyway, Paul Lambert mm-hmm. gets Neil Lennon and, and, and Stan Pesce and he says, Right, Paul Lambert says, Neil, you take so and so, Stan, you take so and so, and I'll take Stephen Gerrard. And, and Stan just remembers, like, it was great inspiration from Paul Lambert, the captain, mm-hmm. taking the most, the toughest player, yeah. the three of them just got together. And he says, Right, I'll, I'll try my best, keep an eye on the keep uh, Gerrard um, quiet. But uh, aye, that was um, that was some night as well to go to get them into the, the, now, I don't, the semi-final. I don't, I don't know if you feature in this, but we've dug into the archive and we found the commentary from Clyde One that night. Right. But I, I don't know if maybe it, it was Andy. It might have been Peter and Andy I've, Walker. I've, I've genuinely not heard it back. It's Larson and Thompson. Here comes Thompson now from about 27 yards away from the goal. Larson steps over the ball. Thompson tries to drive it in low. It's a goal for Celtic. Alan Thompson has scored just on the stroke of half time. They've got the away goal. It's Liverpool. Celtic won They've cut you off You would have just come in there And added your words of wisdom as well They've cut you right uh, off P- P- Peter had some great yeah. uh, moments um, On that run During that run Boa Vista Certainly doing it with him That night in Boa Vista In the semi-final When Larson got there, it was a, a turgid day 90 minutes in, in Boa Vista that night in the, in the first leg as well Wasn't he very pretty um, But uh, looked to, for, for a Scottish team To, to get to the final um, You know it was It was, uh, it was some achievement Thank you very much Craig and York Hill I like that I like the detail as well Of being behind enemy lines Um, I'm I'm hoping we'll get some listeners on this Later on in the show as well But Jonesy's sent one in as well Talking about that um, I don't arrogance if that's the right word Or this idea you know That that, that the English team is going to win Jonesy says Celtic Blackburn Mm. On the way to Seville And he says the men against boys comment I'm sure it was Flitcroft who came out with it After the first leg Echoing his gaffer's thoughts obviously Came back to haunt them that comment yeah, I mean, again, it's not generally speaking. It's not the players. I think it's just to say before. I mean, if you if you watch any kind of major competition that England are going into as a nation, then generally speaking, they've already got themselves into the semi-finals before the ball's kicked. Mm-hmm. You know, if we win this game and that game, we'll play them, them, and them, and you think yourself, wow. And and it does put a, an enormous amount of pressure on them because there's been some phenomenal English teams. I'm talking about the national teams that should have probably done better with the quality they had. But I think mm-hmm. the pressure of the media. You know that they, they've put on them. They, they put them in a pedestal that they're not quite, you know, maybe ready for. And I think that's what happens. I, I mean, and again, Flickcroft, of course, is a player that team. But generally speaking, I think the players are more respectful because they know, 
a little bit more about the game, but I think mm. the you know it's, it's generally has been built up beforehand that uh, you should win this game because that's Scotland and yeah. they're, they're not very good. I think know. as well, Damien Duff played for Blackburn that oh, night. Of course, yeah, yeah. Damien Duff on the, the left wing. Coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, we just lost William in Barhead, so we'll get him back. He's got a good Rangers memory, I think. Let's do John and Coat Bridge just now because it's on a similar theme to the last caller, John. What are your memories of of Celtic and Liverpool? John, can you hear us? I'm sorry, if he's on a train. He's got us on hold. <laughs> Hello, John. Maybe I thought you were going elsewhere. He's there, isn't he? Can you hear him? Don't know what he's up to. Going, yeah. John's <laughs> in the background. Uh, Celtic and Liverpool met a couple of times, didn't they? There was one today towards the end of the nineties. Yes, there was one in Vim uh, Janssen and uh, Murdo McLeod's mm. uh, season, and uh, it was two-two at Celtic Park and nil-nil um, at Anfield. And, and I think if you, you know, uh, Simon Donnelly and, and, and Jackie McNamara, mm. if you speak to boys like that and, and, and Murdo, they'll tell you that they felt that even though Celtic get knocked out, that nil-nil performance at Anfield. Mm. Was a kind of turning point in their season in terms of the, the belief in the corner. Yeah. Of course, that team went on to stop Rangers from doing um, 10 in a row. But yeah, you're right, 2 2. I think Steve mm. McManaman played mm. uh, for Liverpool, Robbie Fowler, and, and guys like that. And that too, again, it was a real strong team. Right, John's disappeared. I don't know what John's up to. We do have William in Barhead, though. William, from a Rangers perspective, what have you got? Have you got one that we've maybe not mentioned so far tonight? I'm going back to about uh, I was on the phone on Monday night we are talking about uh, the goal the wingers David Wilson and Alex Scott and that but I'm going back uh, probably the same time as they did play for Rangers and it's around about 62-63 right when they played Spurs now it was no, the European, the old made the old FIFA the old, the old, the old no, the European the Cup the other cup. one it was at that time yeah and they beat us down White Hart Lane and they come up Glasgow on the Wednesday they played and they couldn't get playing because the game was actually fogged off I was on my way to Ibris and there were people coming by me and saying game's off wee man because that was only about 14 at the time and that's my problem is I can't get 62 or 63 yeah I've got it here area. so it was the it was the cup winners cup and it was yeah. it was the 62-63 season certainly yeah. and that's all I've got at the moment so 5-2 to Spurs in yeah. London and then 3-2 three, three, to Spurs scored straight, straight for a corner kick that night oh, What a memory uh, My memory serves me well I'm listening We're better I, I have no idea I'm, I'm taking your word for it William uh, I believe it And going back I'm, I'm ju- actually bowled over By the number Because there clearly are ones That are more memorable Jim But I've got this Big yeah. conclusive list Of all the battles of Britain If you like And there are so so many Stretching all the way back Yeah, But again I always go back and you know, We've reflected a few times On the programme Over the last couple of weeks And, and it, it never ceases to amaze me What football means to people Yeah, You know when, when William was remembering A game there In the early 60s But it's it just means so much to him That, that, that you know that When you're a fan And these these games And it just tells you That you know Over the decades How that sticks with you And you'll get Younger fans will come on And they'll remember The most recent games So, so important to people uh, in terms of um, you know their memories, uh, the, the the fondness they have with the, the football club, and what it means to them, and I think William remember that one because again Spurs, I think I, I'm guessing that'd be the Bill Nicholson era down at mm-hmm. Spurs, you know, in the early sixties. Um, but you know, again, these these clubs were huge clubs, uh, and um, you know, again would have been. You know, maybe some of the players that may have been wanting to play for England yeah. just a few years later to win the World Cup. So, you know, the, the, these type of things are you, uh, a great, great, great uh, recollection from William. On you go, William. Uh, yeah, can I, can, uh, I remember the guy Smith, who's a big centre forward, who played first person. And as I said the other night, uh, we, Jimmy, uh, David Wilson, mm-hmm. 
when he broke. The same guy broke Eric Caldo. Eric Caldo played for Rangers that time. But the question I'm really on to answer, was that the first official England, Scotland, or British, you know, uh, the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Battle of Britain. Battle of Britain. Would that be the first... No, the first one I can... Well, actually, the same year, so it might have been, depending. I think the earliest I can see, and I'm more than willing to be corrected on this, Everton and Dunfermline, apparently, 62-63. Yeah. So the same season. Um, I, I don't know. So it might have been a matter of days between them to decide which one was was the first. Um, if you just let me scroll back to the <laughs> relevant... Uh, Everton won 1-0 at Goodison, and Dunfermline got their own back 2-0 at East End Park. So Dunfermline went through. Oh, hold on! No, here we go. First one: Rangers Wolves. Rangers Wolves. Cup 61. winners' cup, sixty-one. So Alistair, Alistair was talking about that the first yeah, quality, yeah, wasn't yeah. that? That's yeah. what he I mentioned. I think that's the first one by the yeah, looks of it. Yeah. Uh, there have been loads. Thanks to William. Let's just. What um, do you count? Kilmarnock and Connors Key as a, a battle of Britain? <laughs> we skim over that. Yeah, well, well, of course it is because it's. I know, but I just meant I don't want to bring up the memory. No, I, for I think you should. I think you should <laughs> definitely throw that in just to, I just went, to wind your Kilmarnock fans up. I went away <laughs> to. Llanechly Or however you pronounce right. it Motherwell oh, In Wales oh, I went it? away On a mini Gannon's team Yeah On a mini bus yeah. And it was The Worst experience <laughs> Of my life Now I'm like I'm like you Jim I'm a teetotaler <laughs> yeah. And Let's just say Everyone else on this mini bus Was not yeah. And we left Motherwell At midnight So so Wednesday night Thursday morning If you like All the way down into Wales Spent the day there Watched the game Straight back on the minibus And straight back up It was hell yeah. was that <laughs> two, <laughs> 2008, 2009 Was that yeah. yeah, Jim Gannon And it was just now They Swansea. lost I think the home yeah. The home leg uh, Which yeah. was that One of the ones That was played at Airdrie Can't remember <laughs> yeah, I've tried to raise it I, I, I can memory. remember Going all the way down To Wembley When they, they played We used to go down To Wembley For the, the Wembley Scotland England game And um, you know We got on it I think at George's Cross and I think everybody was absolutely steaming by the time we got on the motorway. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, with about five minutes. Yeah, please and, drink responsibly. And then and then get down there all the way down to Wembley, and I would say at least half a dozen guys didn't even go off the bus, stayed on the <laughs> oh bus because they were that drunk. And then they, after the game, we come on back on the bus, and they're still sitting there just drinking. Yeah, it's, we, we, like we, we, we don't condone that. Let, let's be let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what about yeah, a couple of a couple of other ones from recent seasons? Um, remember when Hearts played Liverpool? Yeah, that wasn't too long ago, was it? About twenty twelve, thirteen season. One all Anfield, was it not? Yeah, Hearts got a right good score in one of the games. Um, I can't remember. But, Burnley, uh, Liverpool, uh, Burnley, Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Sorry. Well, that was yeah, introduction of Lewis Ferguson. Over head kick. That introduced him to the Celtic v Arsenal. Remember that Champions League qualifier? Yeah. Arsenal Arsenal gave Celtic. Was that the football wise? There was a debatable penalty. Yeah, was a dive. Was Eduardo the Arsenal striker down at Emirates? Eduardo or Arteta? I can't remember. But somebody, yeah, somebody. I remember there was a there was a bit of controversy at that time. And Higgy Boy is on with an absolute classic, actually, from a couple of seasons ago. And I wonder if it's. In time you then Remember this more fondly Especially for me Because I was there working So I could just mm. sit back And marvel at the drama Celtic 3 Man City 3 Just a oh, couple of seasons yeah, ago yeah, that, oh, yeah. One yeah. of those nights That, that probably that made them belly Wasn't it That's oh, the type that, yeah, yeah That's the type of night That probably alerted other clubs To, yeah. to Moussa Dembele And hence why yeah. He moved on What a game that was Right that was great fun We'll sure we'll have plenty of time For that in the second hour But let's do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. Co. Uk slash football.
Now we're going to speak to Rangers midfielder Ryan Jack Just after Beat the Pundit We're going to check in on him See what he's been up to See how he's feeling With this current shutdown And where we go from here So don't miss that But before we do it We're going to play Beat the Pundit So if you want to get the signed ball Call us before the news at 7 0141 951 1025 Come on here Take on Mark or Jim Get a couple of questions right And the signed ball is yours It's simple as that Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off the show Recapping some of today's News headlines There are some Not not many Not as many as we would like During these times Uh, Scotland's playoff against Israel Won't take place in June The least surprising headline ever UEFA cancelling all games For the foreseeable Celtic Hearts Hamilton Dundee United Montrose The latest to furlough workers As this shutdown continues And uh, we've really enjoyed your memories In the first hour of the show It's the 50th anniversary In case you didn't know Of the Battle of Britain Between Leeds and Celtic and we've been getting great memories off the back of it. Rangers Leeds, Celtic Man United. We've had Celtic against Liverpool and Blackburn. What was the last one there? Rangers and Spurs, I think, from the, from the early Rangers 60s. The very first one. Celtic Man oh, don't call it the very first one. I've been getting in all sorts of oh, trouble yeah, during yeah, the break sorry. for that. Right, okay. I'll clear that up. And we're going to speak to Ryan Jack. If you've been listening to the show in the last couple of weeks, we've been doing the rounds. We've been getting as many players and managers and staff on just to see what life's like for them at the moment. And next up, it is the turn of Rangers and Scotland midfielder Ryan Jack. But we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, Mark and Jim, both in the studio, both raring to go, and one of them is up against Scott from Motherwell. How are you tonight, Scott? I'm fine, Gordon. Good stuff. Fancy your chances? Oh, I like that. It's a more cautious approach. You're not you're not giving anything away because last night's contestant said it was going to be a canter, and then lost the Gordon DL in a tiebreak, which is never. Uh, never must have been bad. <laughs> must indeed. He must have been bad. So I'm just going to get the coin from producer Dan. Heads, it's Mark Guidi, and tails, it will be Jim Duffy. So let's see what you're up against. What did we say last week? It's always me. It's always tails <laughs> because I've got a ropey yeah, th- tossing throw, technique. Throw. And it is tails Do you want to go best of three tonight Just to no, try and clear no, no, this no, up I don't mind It is actually you again That's right, mate. Okay. Um, Scott up against Jim So I'll give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to Even I can hear that So he certainly can't hear us anymore Scott 30 seconds Going on the clock You're up against Jim And you can pass All clear? Okay Good stuff Your time starts now In what year did Celtic win the first of their current run of titles? Uh. 2010 What club does Gianluigi Buffon currently play for? Juventus Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Pars? Dunfermline Which player holds the world record transfer fee for a goalkeeper? Pass How many top division league titles have Rangers won? 50 Who was Brendan Rodgers' first club in senior management? Swansea City What nationality is Partick Thistle forward Dario Zanatta? Italian. A few tricky ones in there Let's bring Jim back Jim can you hear us? Yep Great Same set of questions to you We'll put 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now In which year did Celtic win The first of their current run of titles? Oh 2012 Which club does Gianluigi Buffon Currently play for? Juventus Which Scottish side are nicknamed The Pars? Dunfermline Which player holds the world record Transfer fee for a goalkeeper? As a blagger Is that what it's called? How many top division league titles have Rangers won? Oh, 52 
Who was Brendan Rodgers' first club in senior management? Watford. What nationalities Partick Thistle forward Dario Zanata? Mm, Spanish. Okay, Scott, what do you think? I think he's better, man. Well, let's find out, shall we? In what I'm year? already confident, Scott. A couple of my. Well, let's find. One of you has spent their time in isolation studying for Beat the Pundit, and one of you has not. So we'll find out which one. <laughs> uh, in what year did Celtic win the first of their current run of titles? It was 2012. Jim Duffy goes 1 0 in front. Which club does Jan Luigi Buffon play for? It's Juventus. So you both got that. Jim stays 1 in front. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Pars? Mm. Them You both got it. Jim stays 1 in front. Which player holds the world record transfer fee for a goalkeeper? I mean, you're right. I just can't believe you didn't say Kepa. 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 I would have accepted uh, Kepa. Azerbalaga. How do you pronounce his surname? Kepa. Yeah. That's what I call him. I just stick with that. <laughs> Is that not like, like, like Scottish keeper? Kepa. <laughs> exactly. The company Fife. He's a Kepa. Just, just the 71 million, by the way. Just um, for a bit of context. Next time you're shopping for your Dumbarton goalkeeper, right. just remember that. 71 How million. Much? 71 million. And by the way. You wouldn't have You're not having it How many top division league titles Have Rangers won 54 mm. So none of you got it But Jim stays in front Brendan Rodgers First club in senior management It was a, a As good a guess As a wrong guess can be Scott You went Swansea That's one of his clubs But Watford was first And Dario Zanata Is Canadian So it's a five For Jim Duffy And Scott I'm afraid it's only a two for you Oh, well done, Duff. Cheers, Scott. Thanks very much, mate. Good man. That was Scott and Motherwell. Well done, Scott. Your chance to beat the pundit back tomorrow night at the same time, uh, just after seven o'clock. Uh, you're not having Kepa then? Seventy-one million overpriced. No. Right, okay. No, well, I mean, listen, he, he was dropped before the break there, wasn't he? I mean, the, the last Caballero was back in. got back in, and no, listen, it was one. See, see when uh, Sari was a manager, and they played was at the cup yeah. final, when he wouldn't come off. That's true. He was given all this, yeah. you know. I'm not going to be crap. Nah, that, that for me just uh, I thought to myself Just get him off You're the manager You're off Get the number up Get the, get him on Get him off So when he done that It just kind of put me off I mean I don't think He's a particularly great goalkeeper either But uh, I'd like know. to have seen The Jim Duffy approach to that I just get mm. visions of you Marching Duffy on to the field <laughs> Scruff of the neck You're coming with me you do, Listen I've, Over the years You have had players Who don't want to come off You know I mean You, you make a substitution Particularly you know If you're doing a tactical If you want to call it So he's a further Well then it was a further <laughs> yeah. guy but sometimes they look at you and they think, I'm not coming off. And you think, you, it's you we're talking to. You. And they look at you with that look and then they walk in and they throw the, the tantrum into the, uh, the, the, the dugout, the strip gets thrown or something gets kicked. Uh, you usually have a few words with them in the dressing room. I can after. imagine. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got your Battles of Britain memories, keep them coming in. We've really enjoyed that trip down memory lane. But if you've been listening in the last few weeks The show has taken on a bit of a different complexion We don't have any live football And we've been doing our bit We've been checking in on our hard-working footballers And just making sure uh, they're alright in these difficult times I'm delighted to see Rangers midfielder Ryan Jack Joins us on the phone at the moment Ryan, how are you? Thanks for joining us Yeah, very good, thanks Not bad, yourself? Not too bad at all um, The same question really for, for all you guys when you come on What's life like for a, a professional footballer at the moment? Yeah, obviously, um, it's it's a wee bit different at the moment. It's um, it's tough times, you know. It's um, you're obviously at home with your families, and that's the most important thing: making sure the family's safe and well. And um, in between that, obviously, Rangers have gave us a program to to stick to and uh, try and get out for an hour a day to to keep fit. And have you got young ones in the house? Are you involved with homeschooling, or are they too young for that? <laughs> no, I've got I've got a five year old who's in primary one, so. Um, I'm writing. I'm writing a mix of that at the minute. Um, try, try to leave that to the missus as well to to sort of 
How's that going? How does that compare to the some of the childish antics that no doubt go on in a football training field day to day? <laughs> no, it's look. It's it's obviously it's it's not expected, and um, you just try and make the best of the situation. But um, no, look, it's it's different. It's good. I'm at home spending time with the family, but at the same time, of course, you're missing football, and um, you want to be out there every week. You want to be you want to be playing games, and um, but as I say, it's sometimes football comes secondary. And, Tough times like this Yeah I mean We would all echo that I've never wanted at all To give off the impression During this break That we're putting football As the most important thing I mean it's it's, it's definitely not But that, that's where we are And, and that's what, what we discuss So Ryan I just wonder What it's like Mentally for a footballer At the moment Because physically There's not much you can do You speak about your hour You, you go and keep ticking along Rangers have given you The, the sort of work programme What's it like though Mentally You guys are, are, are geared up For this stuff all the time To train every day Turn up on a Saturday With all the pressure And expectation that, that comes of that The constant scrutiny Whether it be good Bad or indifferent And now it's just Gone It's, it's sort of Hanging somewhere What's that like To deal with Yeah look it's, I think we've It's just different Obviously it's um, As I've said before It's not expected So you've just got to Kind of um, Deal with it As you go along But look it's As I've said before It's just um, make sure the family are safe and well and um, as you said Rangers give us a programme we go and do that for an hour obviously mentally it's you go from training with 20 boys um, playing football every day to maybe going and training an hour by yourself and um, doing a bit of running and whatnot. but you've just got to obviously stay fit because at some point um, it could we could get a phone call or a text to say this is the date we're starting back and um, for us footballers you, you have to be ready for that you can't be obviously just sitting in the house every day and um, not doing anything So you've just got to keep ticking over And um, so, so when that call does come You're ready Hi Ryan It's uh, Jim Duffy here uh, Just to say When you're You know You've got the two sides of it One you've got a little bit of a breather From the spotlight Which I think is always a good thing Because you know, you're playing for a club like Rangers You know You're going yeah. to be constantly under the spotlight And I think it doesn't do you any harm To just have that Wee bit of breather away From all that constant spotlight So I think that's a good thing But as a footballer, you know, you're constantly working on adrenaline and energy and, you know, and all those things. Is there anyone, any of the players come up with any inventive that, that <laughs> uh, you know, that can maybe a wee bit different? I know some players have their own gyms, you know, and maybe in the garage, we bit of conversion, yeah. a bit of box and stuff or whatever. Is there any, any, any of the guys come up with something that can just uh, keep you all a wee bit uh, alert and a wee bit different? Um, I can't really say the husbands, to be honest. I think, um, I think, as I've said before, it's more the programme that we've been given that, um, the guys at Rangers are very good, to be fair, and um, they've gave us an easy programme, so it's not like you're going out and it's complicated, and um, they've just kept it pretty simple, so when we do go and train by ourselves, it's it's pretty straightforward, but I think, um, as you said, it's just more, it's it's trying to just, it's maybe taking this time as a break, and um, a time to maybe step back and reflect, and um, have a wee breather, and then when the call comes, it's make sure you're ticking over, and then you're ready to go again, because... As I say, that could come at any time, and we have to be ready. Yeah. Do they rely on your professionalism, or do they have? Is it part of that program a nutritional program as well? Because obviously, I mean, we were just sitting in here. You know, you, the days are that long. You end up nibbling and drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, and but for footballers, I mean, you can't. You can't do that. So, how do you how do you discipline yourself into that kind of you know making sure that you're eating properly and healthy all the time? Yeah, especially when you've got two wee girls as well, it's yeah. eating pizzas and whatnot. <laughs> but. Um, no, I think it's it's part of your professionalism. It's um, part of your discipline. You have to be disciplined off the park, and um, as you say, it's tough because the days are long. You're in the house um, most of the day and night, and um, but it's just part of your professionalism, part of your discipline, and um, it's part of being a football player. And 
um, you just have to accept that. No. Ryan, it's it's Mark Guidi. I was just wanting to ask. You know, it's three weeks tomorrow since you guys last played Leverkusen at, at Ibrox, March the twelfth. Um, you know, there's a kind of sort of football lockdown until April the 30th, at least when it all gets reviewed again. Let's just say, for example, at some point in, in early to mid May, football's kind of back to normal in terms of you guys are all in train together, the group of 20 with the manager and the coach and stuff. How long do you think you guys would need in a pre season for football in general for a pre season before it actually got, got up and running properly again? Yeah, well. Um, to be fair, I think on a normal season, um, our pre seasons have been pretty short because obviously we go straight into European stuff and um, straight back into competitive action. So it's not really, you don't really get that long, but um, it's hard to say. It depends because obviously then you risk, obviously, if you come back and you play straight away, there's risk of maybe players picking up injuries and um, going down that sort of route. Yeah. But I think it's it's got to, for me, it's probably got to be minimum two weeks of right. Um, a proper, proper prep and one or two bounce games and yeah. then before the competitive stuff starts. Yeah, or or even just um, just two weeks of football training and um, try to get the sharpness back because ultimately, if you have been sitting at home and you're training yourself an hour a day, you're gonna you're gonna lose that match sharpness. You're gonna lose yeah. that match fitness. So it's and then obviously, as I say, it's going down this the route of you could pick up injuries or. Whatever, which hopefully doesn't happen. Yeah, we, we had a bit of a development today, Ryan. Given that the Scotland Israel playoff game has now been postponed, it was shifted back to June. It's now been binned for the foreseeable future. Given your involvement in, in the last couple of Scotland games, I'm sure you would have been hoping to be involved in that one. I'm not sure that really came as a surprise to anyone that did it. I, I mean, I, I don't suppose you guys were really expecting to play in that, and then the news just comes today that it's off. Yeah, I think obviously when when all this broke and we knew obviously the international games were coming up, so we, well myself anyway, I kind of half expected that 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 wouldn't go ahead. But look, it was it's it's obviously um, for players like myself to play at that in that occasion and um, a chance to take Scotland to obviously a major tournament. We were all looking forward to that, but um, it's not to be at the minute. So hopefully when it gets back up and running, then um, we'll get down to that. I've been putting all the players on the spot that come on the phone Ryan I want to know what, what are the recommendations What should we be doing to pass our time Have you got a, a gem of a, a TV show Or a computer game Or whatever it is that you're willing to share with the nation um, It's probably one that's um, well known But I've just started that Homeland oh, some, Did you not have this last week? Yes somebody, Someone said it Lee Hodson said it And it's one of my favourites And people Brilliant. think that I'm on commission I think Because I always talk about it In the last <laughs> couple of weeks Good, good, no, good I choice I started that sure. So um, No that keeps me busy In between obviously yeah. Doing everything else Yeah Sergeant Brody Will look after Won't you Won't be disappointed um, With home nah, well sure. um, brilliant <laughs> I know away from that I'm definitely putting you In the spot here I'm going to start doing this now Because I want, I want the insight Jim So from every player That comes on Who is the one player Ryan at Rangers That you would Least like to be isolated with, and who's the who's the one player that you think you could put up with their company for a few weeks? Um, put on the spot there. Um, <laughs> Just like somebody's music taste or something is fine. Uh, probably James Davenier. He takes control of the music for the games, and um, it's not the best to be fair. So, uh, probably him. I'd have a sore head listening to his music. And on the flip side, anyone that you think I haven't mind being stuck with them? They're a good conversationalist. Uh, got to be Griggsy Alan McGregor <laughs> what would, you get, would you get a word then? Uh, no probably not <laughs> Probably not <laughs> Good stuff Ryan Listen we really do appreciate you taking the time out um, I'll let you get back to planning tomorrow's homeschooling lessons And uh, yeah. I'll let you get stuck in the homeland as well Good man
Cheers, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck. That was Ryan Jack, Rangers and Scotland midfielder, uh, on a variety of topics. Um, and, and like, uh, this is the only thing I don't mind repeating because I just really don't want the wrong impression to come. We know that football is not the most important thing at the moment, but it still must be. It must be so difficult for, yeah. for those guys who are just used to putting their their mind in a certain place every day to go in and put everything on the line and then do it again on the Saturday, and they're just. Pff, yeah. Just I, I think I mean the difference you know between normal circumstances as Mark said about you know a summer and, and even Ryan saying you got a short summer now, but you can still do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. So if you want to train, you can go for a run, you can go to the gym, you can go to the pool, you can swim, you can there's a multitude the of training centre. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can get you know you know whatever program you want, you can you know and and all of those things in amongst your daily life. But when you when that that is stripped bare. Then it's very very difficult for athletes. There's no doubt no, yeah. uh, about it. And listen for the rest for the rest of the, the, the population. We understand it's difficult. But when you're an athlete, um, yeah, I think that that adrenaline doesn't just disappear. You know, it's there with you all the time. That energy levels are still really really high. Right. Speaking of these difficult times, Clyde One's cash for kids appeal. It goes without saying, everyone's lives, whether it's athletes or anyone else you can think of, everyone's life has changed so much in just a few short weeks. Now, the families of the four million children across the UK who were already living in poverty, who were already struggling to pay for basics like food and heating, well, just think of the impact this will be having on them, this coronavirus crisis at the moment. Many others now find themselves struggling to support their families. The good news, though, is that you could do something to help. I know it's difficult for everyone, but the Cash for Kids appeal is raising money to help these families pay for just the basics. So we're asking you to help and make a donation uh, to go towards that good cause. No matter what you can afford, big or small, we can assure you 100% of your donations, every penny goes to help families who need it the most. So if you can spare anything at all, please donate now at Clyde1.com forward slash appeal. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thanks again to Ryan Jack for joining us just before the break, giving us a little bit of an insight into what he's been up to or not been up to, as the case may be, over the last few weeks. Uh, we're going to get a full time teaser up and running. I think we made history last night. I gave a teaser with only two answers. Aye. And it was great. It, it was, it, it, what kept, was the question, Gordon? Was uh, it? it was four player, two players who've played in uh, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Tyneweir, and Steel City Derby. So that was last night's I'll just leave it That's not yours You, you can forget that um, I'm not getting two teasers up and running That's that's more than we need Tonight's is this Martin has sent it in to fulltime at Clyde1.com He wants you to name the players I think there are one, two, three, four, five of them Who have been teammates of both Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard Oh yeah, okay. So let me count them again. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five players who have been teammates of both Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I can give you one right away. I'll take one from each of you, I guess, anyway. Emil Heskey. Yep, show me your working. In Bolton. Liverpool and Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Uh, Jim, any that spring to mind? No. Off the top of my head, no. Okay, we'll leave it there. You're 20% of the way there, so I don't think we need to dive in at the moment. We're only looking for five tonight. And you can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Five players who have been teammates of both Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. And as always, if you've got a question and you want to hear it on the show, full time at Clyde1.com. Robbie Keane, no Lennon, had retired by the time he came to Celtic. Well, Just. Stefan Onshaw. Yeah. Well done. At uh, Celtic and Liverpool. So we're definitely leaving it there this time. That's two out of five. We'll get back to that. Uh, 
Still a lot of memories coming in about these battles of Britain So let's mm-hmm. go back to it Because that was good fun Let's speak to Stephen and Wishaw Who's got an absolute cracker Because I've heard a lot about this But it's miles before my time And I hope Stephen can fill in the blanks Stephen, go for it Hi there, how are you doing guys? Hey, Stephen. Good Stephen Hi, Hi. Uh, 1970, Texaco Cup At Fir Park Motherwell played Tottenham Hotspur uh-huh. uh, First leg at White Hart Lane uh, Tottenham Hotspur won 3-2 and at Fir Park, there was 22,500 people crammed into Fir Park. Uh, the front line for uh, Tottenham Hotspur was Gilzean, Peters and uh, Chivers. Martin Chivers, yeah. Pat Jennings in goal. Yeah. Alan Mullery in midfield. Just to name a few. Celtic, uh, sorry, uh, I'm a Celtic supporter now, but anyway... The uh, Motherwell team had uh, players like uh, Keith McRae in goals, Dan Forsyth, uh, and uh, Brian Herden on the wing, wee guy from Northern Ireland, Bobby Campbell. Jim, Jim Duffy will probably remember some of these guys, I would imagine, <laughs> although it's wee bit younger than me. Uh, it was an amazing night, so Pierce for Tottenham Hotspur scored first to make them 4-2. There was no, no away goals thing, so... That was in the first half. Second half came out. Motherwell threw caution to wind. Threw everything at it. Brian Heron scored. Uh, to a goal back for Motherwell. And then the boy Donnelly that played for Motherwell scored to put it level. And then in the sort of a dying moments of the game, the wee guy Bobby Campbell, wee guy from Northern Ireland, he jumped through the defence and Motherwell won the game. At Fir Park, it was the most exciting game I've ever been in my life, and I was ten at the time. I like that twenty-two thousand at Fir Park. By the looks of it, I've just looked it up to try and, and fill in the details. And I, by the looks of this website, I'm I think Campbell, who scored the winner, I think was a sub. Yeah. Which of course you wouldn't. That wouldn't be. It's not that common. You know, the Aye, use of substitutions was was just. Motherwell had one sub, and it was Bobby Campbell. And um, I don't know if uh, Spurs had any subs. Because uh, I've got the, the old programme there And it says the team But it doesn't say that Tottenham had any subs So we had one sub Bobby Campbell And uh, the the whole night was, was just amazing I mean, the, the, I don't know if any of the guys Remember it at all uh, Probably far too young to remember it uh, I was at the game when I was 10 as I say And uh, a, a, an amazing night Nothing, I've, I've been to big games since and uh, I've never experienced anything like it in my That's life. That's a cracker. That's a cracker, Stephen. Remind, remind me then, yes. the Texaco Cup, was that for you know Scotland, England, Ireland? Yes. If, if they weren't playing in Europe, is, is that what it was? The no, non-European no, teams? No. To... It was, uh, I think it was initially known as the British Cup, and then it was sponsored by Texaco. Um, and it, became, it was a competition between the top English teams and the top Scottish teams at the time. Um, Motherwell had not long been promoted into the first division as was uh, But there was a selection of teams I don't know if Celtic and Rangers were involved in it I don't think they were Now I've got a list here So I think it is the non-European teams from that So yeah. Burnley, Stoke, Notts Forest, Tottenham, West Brom, Dundee, Dunfermline, Airdrie, Morton, Wolves, Hearts, Derry, Shamrock, Limerick and Motherwell By the looks of it yeah. Jim yeah, And the inaugural it, it, one anyway Yeah, yeah. I mean again, going back I, I can't remember quite how they qualified And what was it, you know, which teams were Selected, yeah, but it was a it was a good you know at that time a good competition for clubs who weren't regarded as the, the biggest clubs then um, to get an opportunity to, to to play English teams or teams from from uh, you know around the country and that that I, I mean I, I remember 
Um, Stephen saying about the, the 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 time. I remember the Tesco Cup in certain games. I mean, again, he's going back to that Spurs team, and obviously people of a certain era. But that the 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 World Cup was that year, nineteen seventy, and I'm sure Martin Chivers and Alan Murray both were starting players for England mm-hmm. in a couple of those games when they when they get beaten the quarterfinals with Brazil. Um, but uh, and Pat Jennings was was regarded as one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So again, you know, for for a for a team like Motherwell. Um, to go there and you, you'll be interested other than cup finals Gordon you know to get 22,000 <laughs> people at Fir Park incredible it's uh, extraordinary yeah brilliant like that Stephen and Wisher thank you very much I did mention earlier on um, I've been getting in, in serious trouble on Twitter because we mm-hmm. one of the callers asked what was the first one and oh. I think the first one we found was early Rangers 60s Wolf. Rangers Wills that was European competition there were obviously loads of these sort of yeah. British Games going like way back coronation, yeah. I mean David's been in touch To say that his uncle Is a football historian And actually Queen's Park mm-hmm. lost To yeah. Blackburn in 18, 1884 yeah. um, But apparently Apparently They should have won 3-2 <laughs> No VR They had two goals chopped off Because Something to do with the rules in Scotland and England mm, were different, different back yeah. then. Oh, right, That's okay. all we need. Can you imagine the phone in that night? <laughs> Hugh Evans would have been taking the calls. He would not have been happy I, I, at was all. Was the phone invented at that time? You see what Alexander Graham Bell was invented it. Yeah, Hugh's Nokia was definitely about back then. <laughs> yeah, Hugh would have the same mobile. Stephen and Wisher, thanks a lot. I like that one. Something a bit different. Mm-hmm. George is in Milton. What's on your mind with regards famous battles of Britain, George? Yeah, good evening, guys. A very good evening yourself. Hi, George. And uh, Mark and uh, Jim. I met Jim recently again in a wee shop round in the Kirk and Tart Road recently with a nice wee handshake. <laughs> All right, cheers, George. Uh, <laughs> Don't shake hands these days. <laughs> no, 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 I was a few Oh, no, no, no. That's I, fine. I think it was before that. Out, but no, at least we're okay, Jim. At least we're okay. I think good, our mate. social distancing was, yeah, wasn't correct, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the game that springs to mind, guys, there's been a lot over the years in my memory, a lot of good battles of Britain. I've seen we got beaten. The greatest Nottingham Forest team in the league, and uh, there's also been a few that we've won over the years, the Manchester United's and the Leeds. But the Blackburn Rovers game in the 2002-2003 lead up to the UEFA Cup final, uh, that won the game soonest was a manager, and they led the boys up through the, the city centre from uh, Queen... Uh, sorry, uh, the Glasgow Central Station and led them walked them d- right down to Parkhead the whole team marched down to Parkhead it was a sign of ignorance I think or arrogance whatever but uh, he had that thing about him Mr Sunnis and uh, he tried to do it at Parkhead but I remember the game so well it was the night Henrik actually broke Alan McCoy's record of 21 goals in Europe and he scored in, I think it was 80 odd 85, 86 minutes somewhere in the bear guys it was near enough the end of the game but it was just the whole boys against the men thing. It was in the second leg. It was coming out of Ewood Park to get down here and, and uh, Henrik and uh, Chris Sutton to, to score the two goals to take his through. Was, uh, apart from that, it was just a feather in the cap beating uh, Mr. Sunnis at that time as well. Mm. And uh, the Battle of Britain thing, I think it always brings the best out in Scottish teams. Yeah, I think yeah. there is a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the, the level of performance. If you look at, oh, I mean, you say there's there's umpteen uh, Gordon. If if you want to talk about, you know, yeah, you can go back. Obviously, as far as as you mentioned, they're on the eighteen odds. But um, you know, I think if you if you take um, the last 40, 50 years or so, I think the I can't probably remember a time when a Scottish team would have been a favourite, would have mm-hmm. been favourite in any of the games. Mm-hmm. So I think that the you know in, in all of these type of games. Um, you know, they seem to put in a performance, you know, not always over two legs. Sometimes, like Aberdeen, we mentioned their own at Burnley, you know, one leg mm-hmm. do a bit better than the other. But George has mentioned that one at Blackburn. 
And and again, relatively recently. And I think that e- e- even then, you know, not that long ago, Blackburn would have been perceived as favourites. And you wonder yeah. sometimes wonder why. But uh, it's just the way it is. But yeah, I think it's always a wee bit special and a wee bit sweeter when um, you go down, particularly away from home, and you get these type of results because I think it does send a message. But the message doesn't last very long. I mean, you you you, yeah. you, you know you hear managers especially talking. when it's in the UEFA Cup. Yeah, it just it doesn't does it doesn't it doesn't yeah, does register down you know? there. No. But even I was I was even listening, you know, not only with Neil Warnock and he was talking about Van Dyke and you know he, oh, he sent his scout up, but Van Dyke he, he saw his scout was a bit oh, Van Dyke's a bit slow and it's because like, he was talking about mm-hmm. maybe signing for Crystal Palace and all these kind of things and you think they, but he was almost like really dismissive of the Scottish game and I still don't know how that lingers when you see so many Scottish players going down there and doing so well and Scottish teams when it comes to these big games generally step up to the plate remind me as well because it's been a while since I saw the footage of that Chris Sutton scored didn't he at yeah. Ewood Park yeah. he did yeah and he played midfield that night he was know, Hartson and Lassen up front and Sutton he played, played just deeper, behind the striker played deeper, he yeah. played and you know this modern deeper. phenomenon of not celebrating against your old team mm-hmm. did he not throw that right out the window oh, um, was, he not go, was he not aye. going nuts when he Taunted. scored you know yeah. at a place where he was an absolute hero and I think yeah. mo- I yeah, think most the, people the title with Blackburn yeah he did I think most people like that don't they this this thing if you've you know if you've if you're an absolute legend somewhere I Chris Sutton would enjoy antagonising the whole stadium that's for sure. But you know, you know that. nowadays, how often do you see it? Somebody who's been me, who's been at a club yeah, for yeah. six months and then they they, yeah. they give it the old apologetic. Yeah. Come on, it's a he piece was, of nonsense. He was going nuts, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was. It was just a, a big thing to go um, and and beat Blackburn the Scotland v England thing. Obviously, the, the rivalry with Graham Soon has been a former Rangers manager. And again, off the top of my head, but unless I'm mistaken, I mean that Blackburn team. I think it was uh, Andy Cole and Dwight York up front and talking about Damien Duff who. Mourinho signed for Chelsea I think the following year For like 20 million quid When he was a teenager Possibly Brad Friedel won goals Things like that So listen It was a right good uh, Blackburn team um, As well Give you the final say on that George It was outstanding guys It was an absolute Brilliant brilliant night It was only games I got to in the UEFA Cup Believe it or not that year There was a home and away game At Blackburn I didn't get a ticket for the, the Away game at Liverpool oh. the, the same uh, At the UEFA Cup games it was quite difficult to get them at that time because the uh, Celtic were quite getting stronger, as you, as you would say there. But a tremendous, tremendous. Again, that team, that, that year, they, they went to the FA Cup final and Rangers won the treble. So it shows you how good they were. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've got the team, Mark. You're right. I mean, Brad Friedel in there. Um, two guy. Two guy, of course, yeah. David Dunn, Damien Duff, Dwight York, Andy Cole. Not Craig, bad at Craig all. Short centre half. Mm, no. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep. He's in there as well. Uh, Celtic. You can almost you could name the Celtic team that that era, couldn't you? The only one that yeah. Guppy played. I don't know if, if people would have necessarily remembered that for sure. Um, but the rest, yeah, pretty much as you would expect. So there we go. That was a good one. I like that, George. Uh, that was George and Milton. Still time to get your calls in. By the way, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you would rather tweet us, then you can do that as well. We are on Twitter. Uh, at Clyde SSB Have you got any more on the teaser? I'll take yeah, one more name one. I've, I've, I think maybe one I might have, He might have played his one and only cap With Stephen Gerrard at England Alan Thompson Yes, great shout, well done Okay, I think we'll leave that there Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of time to get it So we're looking for five players Who were teammates of both Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard We've got Emil Heskey, Stefan Ongshow 
and Alan Thompson as well. So you've only got two to get, and you've got between now and the end of the show. So I do fancy you to get it. Just yet again, a quick reminder, if you've got a question and you want to hear it, we would love it on full time at Clyde1.com. Yeah, just making sure I got that right. Uh, every night we're going to try our best to give you a sort of... A a feel good story if you like or, or something that a footballer Or a football club Or something like that Is doing out in, in the community Or as part of their job uh, To try and make a difference At this time Well Glasgow City and Scotland Midfielder Joel Love Her day job is Is right involved with this stuff At the moment She's a scientist with the council So it means she's helping Literally on, on the The front line Trying to help combat the coronavirus She's been speaking to our Super Scoreboard Women in Football podcast And she says The day job Is putting football into perspective in a lab and and we're kind of seen as not first priority but um, we're certainly up there and trying to do our bit for the situation as a whole right now so uh, yeah whatever we can do at the minute we're just kind of turning our hand to it we were actually making hand sanitizer uh, the other day and trying to add some more strings to my bow if you like and trying to learn a little bit of PCR training so um, if I needed to go into the lab in a hospital environment where I'd be able to transfer some of my skills uh, into that environment but um, yeah for now it's just wait and see where we're needed and hopefully we can respond in, in the best way for society. I actually heard a, a really good quote the other week which was um, football is, is the most important thing of the unimportant things um, and I thought that really hits the nail on the head because as much as you think it's important at the time there is obviously a much bigger picture and, and the safety of, of other people is absolutely paramount Keep up the good work I think would be the message uh, from us and if you want to hear a bit more of that you can check out the Super Scoreboard Women in Football podcast that's where the full interview lives um, you can search for that on Twitter at SSB Women. Uh, I think it's available in the Clyde One app as well. So if you want to check that out, get some extra listening for you during these times where you've maybe got uh, a bit more freedom, a bit more time in your hands, that's where to head. We'll get the rest of the answers to the teaser and we will take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Mark Weary and Jim Duffy And they're teaming up on I mean you can hear them in the background Teaming up You were live We're on We're teaming up On tonight's teaser Which is this It's been sent in by Martin Burns Thank you to Martin for sending it in And he says Can you name the five players Who have been teammates of both Neil Lennon and Steven Gerrard I really like that question I must admit uh, You like it as well You've got three so far You've got Emil Heskey Stefan Onsho and Alan Thompson As far as wrong Names go I think Robbie Keane was wrong What else have you Ian, thrown in? Ian Wright We think's too early Sutton nah. Chris Sutton He was capped before Gerrard's yeah, England yeah. career uh, started The most recent one Was Fraser Foster No right, I'll throw one I don't think it is But I'm going to throw it in Because I'm struggling Okay Because I think the connection's Crew Right In Liverpool uh -huh. Danny Murphy Brilliant That well, is a great Danny. shout well I thought that was the one You were going to Struggle with Leave it there Because we've only got one more And we'll give you Between now And the end of the show To get it So we're asking you For your Favourite battles of Britain This is on the 50th anniversary Of Leeds against Celtic um, I, I'm liking The ones that Haven't got the headlines mm -hmm. If you like You know the, the, the sort of less High profile ones Jerry says Hearts v Bayern Munich Away was a good game I can't remember the year Oh, says Jerry. Uh, now, Ian Ferguson, the T scored that. I, I, that, I was that me, how's Hearts versus Bayern Britain? Munich, a battle of Britain. <laughs> Gordon. 
Oh yeah, neither is I don't know why Jerry's even tweeted that It's Doddy's team Al McDonald's team I was going to say you got to do Wraith Rovers against Bayern Munich now See that's what happens when you just blindly read out tweets <laughs> And don't even think about the context yeah, I'm glad I never said that one I'm glad it happened towards the end I of the like, show There was a couple of, of Aberdeen <laughs> and Dundee United, Gordon Dundee United, Man United, 84-85 2-2 Old Trafford, 3-2 Tannadice yes. That was a belter You're right Aberdeen v Ipswich, Sir Alex against They weren't United that time Sir Bobby Robson's team And Aberdeen beat them over two legs and then there was Liverpool-Aberdeen when they were both the champions of their respective countries and Liverpool spanked um, Aberdeen maybe 81-82 So would that have been European like Cup then yes, if they were both champions? Was yeah, it was game? No, 1-0 Liverpool and then 4-0 Liverpool And I think one of the other callers remember it was Brian Clough against David yeah. Hay Celtic yes. v Nottingham Forest early to mid 80s yeah uh, Man United have featured quite a lot as well I mean, you would expect it's the sort of similar teams a lot of people remember um Celtic Man United because of Nakamura and, and Boric's penalty save but one of the more recent ones did Rangers not go to Old Trafford and come away with a goalless yes, draw they did Walters 2010-2011 David Weir yeah. played that yeah. night for, for, for Rangers um, did Rangers not have yes. a couple of young did Kyle Hutton not play was there not some young could, could, some could, nil youngsters nil pitched in yeah I think it was 0-0 yeah. Yeah, yeah was that that game um, yes uh, certainly David Weir um, played for Rangers just led the led the the defensive line, line yeah. uh, well, just sat deep and, and mopped up. But um, aye, I remember that game. That's right. Yep. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got anything to add, David's in Blantyre. What stands out for you, David? Hi, good evening, Gordon. Hello. Hi, good evening, everybody. Uh, Mark hi, and David. Jim. Hi there. Uh, just a, a wee couple of a quick points for me. Um, it was in regards to the two European games. The, the first one, which was mentioned earlier, the ninety seven ninety eight season at the start of when Bum Jansen was uh, just took over the Celtic manager. The 2-2 game uh, at Celtic Park, and I had the same seats for a number of years, which would fall onto the, you know, the Man U game years later. But I remember when um, Steve McManaman picked the ball up with a few minutes to go, and uh, from where I was sitting, I could get a great view. It was maybe 35, 30, 35 yards out on the right-hand side towards the main stand. And they went out wide, and they just cut in, cut in, cut in. I think they... The last player to try and get a challenge to him was Morton Vickhorst. And um, as we're a family show, obviously. So, uh, the, the words I was using, you know, weren't um, exactly, you know, pull him down. But um, uh, he curled in the corner, but I got a great view of it. And I never expected at that time, after the start that we'd had to the beginning of the season, that we would obviously, you know, uh, beat Liverpool. Because I think Michael Owen scored after maybe about 10 minutes. Yeah, six minutes, and I think. Yeah, so it's, I mean, we, we, we got a draw and then we went down to Anfield and I know Mark had mentioned earlier, Simon Dolly had a chance with a lob for about 18 yard line, went over the bar, uh, finished down nil but it was a performance that that was pleasing against a team, because I think Roy Evans was still the manager at that time of Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, maybe just our, our co-manager with Gerard Hillier, but um, it really kicked us on that season. And then just falling on to the, the, I still had the same seats at Celtic Park at the time, and I was off my dad, and um, he got the free kick from Nakamura, and Van der Sar was in goals, and he was obviously he was still he was older then, he was still one of the top keepers. I think United had signed him for Fulham at the time, maybe two or years, two or three years before, and he was thirty four, thirty five, but. Well, I mean, he went on to save penalties top that back, that, that won them the Champions League a couple of years yeah. later, David. Uh, absolutely, uh, still, still a top class keeper and I, I just remember sitting 
because my seats were at the corner of the north stand, just at the at the sort of corner flag, and at the at the Celtic end. And um, I remember when Nakamura hit it. I just remember saying to my dad, "Please don't get anywhere near it." And it was right in the corner, and just elation, obviously. And, and then beating a team at that time, as you had mentioned, who had gone to win it a couple of years later, the, mm. the squad that they had, um, it was just just fantastic. And it was it was a Scottish football thing again that we, they were discussing this evening that teams can go, you know, and and lift themselves and go and get a get a win against these teams and, or pick up you know decent results when you're literally written off for the very start. Yeah, I mean, part of it's always going to be the uh, the opposition players. You you pick out a couple. We've done it all night, you know. And David said about Michael Owen yeah. scoring goal. Think of the time frame of that. That's September '97. Mm-hmm. So that's his breakthrough season. He's just come on World the scene. Cup. I think he scores in the first. Does he score in the first game of the English Premier League season? I think he might, or or one of the opening games. September, we're just in scores against Celtic, building up to France '98, Argentina, and yeah. everything that followed. Yeah. You, you forget actually because of the way his career ended how. Phenomenal. I mean, he was like 18 he was at the time. Yeah, I think you know. 17, 18. But, I mean, he was phenomenal. He was an England national 18, wasn't he? Similar yeah. to, to Wayne Rooney, you know, I mean, yeah. when you start at that age, you know, a lot of players don't fulfill their potential, but these guys were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, was it injuries that blighted him later on? He had a few hamstrings problems, yeah, because he was so yeah. quick. I think nowadays, it would have, you know, the, the, the knowledge would have, would have definitely helped him. But, uh, you know, it's like David was saying there, there are pivotal moments there, but probably another programme for you somewhere along the line, Gordon, <laughs> where it was a game-changing moment, a season-changing moment. And, and and that, you know, you said Celtic going down to Liverpool and at that time and, and getting in. Now, even though it didn't, didn't make them qualify, mm. it maybe gave them the belief that they could go on uh, and, and and compete against anyone else, you know, in Scotland and, 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 and ultimately win the league that year. So, you know, you, there are pivotal moments and it could, could be a... An instant in a game Like an Akimura free kick It could be a particular game uh, and, and for supporters again As I said You know the, 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 There are moments where they, they, they cherish And sometimes it can be That you're with Someone special Your dad You know And all these kind of things And there's there's, there's a lot of moments That uh, can stick with you For a reason But certainly um, the, the the games that we've, we've spoke about tonight um, I think uh, for, for supporters um, they'll, live, they'll live long in the memory And they, 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 seem, they seem to have uh, you know, there's plenty of them, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Good memories, David. You've rem- I'm just always impressed with how good the memories are in terms yeah. of the accuracy. Everybody yeah, the, can the recall. It. The goal, oh, oh. Steve McMahon coming in and giving back Remembers what he, was, what he was shooting yeah. at Martin Vickers. <laughs> they just can't be repeated on a family show. Mm-hmm. Right, Frank and Mary Hill's going to mm-hmm. finish us off tonight, I think, and he's going to take us a bit further back. Frank, what's on your mind? Yeah, Gordon, thanks. It's 1983, Celtic Knots Forest. Okay. Uh, actually, for a Celtic support to phone up. Uh, talk about a, a tie we actually got put out on <laughs> um, but uh, it wasn't the actual um, going through and the elation going through it was the circumstances mm-hmm. uh, of the match the return leg we lost the first one at Parkhead 2-1 and we went down to City Ground and it was whatever Tuesday, Wednesday night um, oh before I go on just mm-hmm. a, before I say just a small point regarding your um, quiz Gordon oh don't you give the um, answer away no no the 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 Rangers uh, haven't won any top title, top titles. Uh, just to let you know that it's not fifty four. They haven't won any top titles. Frank, come on, That's just come on with the question, Frank. Come on, we're trying to cheer no, people no, up here, Frank. Come on. Hey, Jim, it's a serious point, no. and it has to be corrected. But anyway, no, the point I'm making about, about the Nottingham Forest is the um, the night the night of the match. It was absolute pea soup fog, and there was I don't know twenty twenty thousand plus Celtic fans there. And up to an hour before the game, the game was in doubt. It was still, you could not, you could hardly see in front of you the, 
Um, and it took place, but it was like surreal. The players were, whole half of the pitch, the players were sliding everywhere. The kids didn't like stand on their feet. Um, and it was an amazing experience because it, it, took, it took the kind of seriousness out of the game. I mean, it was just, it was basically a kind of pantomime, really, the second leg. And ended it was there, we'll know what I'm talking about. And um, it actually passed off fight. It was just, it was just one of those kind of, um, we lost the match, but it, it, it was the surreal circumstances of the of the of the match that um, we we get put out, you know, by, by, by the great Brian Clough's uh, Nottingham Forest, and um, it was just a, a real, it's one of the most surreal nights I've ever had in my life watching a football match. Yeah, so that would just have been a couple of years after three, what three years after Frank that, that you know Nottingham Forest won yeah, I the think they won was the European Cup. I think 1980 Was the core yeah. Was the core of that team Still there Frank Or was that the transition Out of it yeah. uh, That was the point I mean I'd be, I'd be Lying if I said They were You know At the same level As they had been There was still your, The big names Kenny all, Burns And John Rawlson And guys like that But Yeah But uh, like Gary Birtles Was now in the team Instead of you know Jerry France, uh, yeah. Jerry Francis, Trevor, Trevor Francis, Trevor Francis. Yeah. No, that kind of. I think the younger the types kind of, like Steve Hodge and Neil Webb, I think, had come into the Nottingham Forest team at, at that time. Right. Um, but there was Frank. still a kind of half a dozen, I would say, the team whether they were on the starting eleven, the of the great, fantastic, amazing Nottingham Forest team mm-hmm. of the late seventies, and they were on the, they were on they were on the way down, you know, in terms of their dominance in Europe or their effectiveness in Europe, but they were still a smile. Great football team. At Parkhead, when the conditions were great, they were really well. It was super football mm. they were playing. Now, that's an argument and, I remember, um, Gordon. I was at the first game. I was at the first, yeah, I was at the first game, uh, the 2-1 Nottingham Forest one. And uh, again, going back to, you know, uh, we, we, my dad at that particular time. So you, you do remember certain certain games I mentioned, but just because Frank was mentioned, it was a foggy thing. I think there was a, there's an old uh, football story because about uh, Mark. You probably heard it many times when Sh- Sean Fallon was in charge of Celtic for the for a for a short time when when Jockstein was injured in the car crash and they were losing the game and the game got abandoned. And uh, after the press conference after the game, the, the press asked Sean Fallon how how you know they thought the game was going and he says, "Oh, I thought the boys played well and deserved the fog to come down." <laughs> there we go I think we'll leave that there Frankie Mary Hill Thanks a lot for that memory uh, Still and Do you know what's great about it Is when someone sets it up And then other people Are filling other bits in I mean I'm still getting messages About this Texaco Cup game Between Motherwell and Spurs yeah. Gordon Green says It's the greatest game I've mm-hmm. ever seen live Motherwell were magnificent He said 3x Rangers players Scored all the goals Heron Bobby Watson And Donnelly Simon's dad He says mm-hmm. In brackets oh, Tom yeah, um, and he says Note it was Bobby Watson That scored the winner Not Bobby Campbell As the guy on the radio said And he's just filling in All the details Bobby Watson the Airdrie manager yeah. oh, the Airdrie yeah. manager yeah, Bobby He's, yeah. he's now Airdrie Is he Yeah he's in there Yeah he's in there Back in at the club Nothing yep. gets past our listeners What about tonight's question Then sent in by Martin Burns Can you name the five players Who have been teammates Of both Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard I like this question a lot And you've got four of them You've got Heskey Ongshow Thompson and Murphy, there's some good guesses coming in on Twitter. Um, what have you two got? I've I've got one written down: Eng- England with Gerard and Celtic with Lennon. Would that be right? Is that a right combination? No, no. Right, okay. I was going to say Michael Gray. We'll forget it then. Um, it's not Steve Guppy either. No, then. it's the easiest combination. It's just Celtic and Liverpool. Right, okay. So that should actually make it in theory. A bit easier uh, Nowhere near as hard As Danny Murphy for instance Which you've already got um, Liverpool 
You're thinking of the ones that play for Celtic and Liverpool, but they're all way, way beyond, way, way in the back days, like McGarvey and guys like that. So, um, no. I'm trying to think I'm toiling, Gordon. I'm toiling. Honestly, see, when I say it, you will kick yourself because, you know, high profile as well, so it's not like. You know, oh, you've, I forgot that he played with either. The radio, they? they're yeah. going, they're, they're the you won't forget that he played with either of these sides. No, so he came up to Celtic, Martin O'Neill's site. Yeah, yeah. Martin O'Neill's time. Need to be Martin O'Neill's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not for long. Uh, it's for a year end of his career type side. No, was it? not no. end of his career, but still not not a long spell. The striker. Yes. Yeah. I think no. And it definitely can't be an English connection because he's not English. <laughs> he's Welsh. Oh, come he's, on. You're gonna, honestly. He's Welsh and he yes, plays for. And played for a host of clubs down the road. Oh, I've got it. Got it. Craig Bellamy. Craig oh, Bellamy. Yeah. Just in time. Thank you, Mark Welsh. Weary and Jim Duffy. Back at six tomorrow with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.